Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, folks, and welcome to the Beachside CEO. It is Monday. We are in November. <laughs> I tell you what, this weekend was a blast for me because I was sitting there watching Hallmark Christmas movies and listening to Christmas music. And I tell you, it's that holiday season, and you can hear it, feel it in the air. Now, I'm in Florida, so, I mean, it's still 80 degrees down here, but... It's just life is good. I still want to pray for everybody who was in the sandy storm uh, over there on the East Coast, the hurricane and the tropical storm or whatever they ended up calling it because there are millions out. We need to pray for the, the election tomorrow. Uh, may the best man win and, and everything work the way that's supposed to. Crazy times. But today we are getting into a brand new series, The Most Important Minute in Your Network Marketing Career. Knowing what the most important minute is, and how to use it will make you more money faster and easier in your home-based business. So get out a pen and paper because we're going to have some fun today starting this book. And and it's interesting because I don't think people really understand sometimes what does it take to get going? What does it take to start? Where do you look for it? And in this case, Ken Dunn wrote this book. Ken has made millions in the business, trained hundreds of thousands of reps in over 40 different countries. And I figure, you know what, he probably knows what he's talking about. Yes, he is a good friend of mine, somebody that I call a mentor. So it's fun. He starts this off, he says, leadership is influence. That came from John Maxwell, another good friend we both both share. See, if we're going to really identify and learn to use the most important minute, then we need to understand probably the three phases of network marketing, the prospect, the apprentice, the mentor. We got to understand how how each of those come about and when they, how long they last, and they really last based on us. But we also need to realize that we can't put the cart before the horse. You will find, and Ken writes it this way: He says, "You will find making money easier after you decide to become a better leader. You cannot become a better leader until you become a better mentor. You can't become a better mentor until you become a better apprentice." And you can't become a better apprentice unless you've become a prospect. So let's look at these. Number one, prospect. Webster's Dictionary says prospect, a potential buyer or customer, a likely candidate for a job or a position. Now, before I joined this profession, well, first of all, I was in high school because I joined the Marine Corps, became a bounty hunter, a bail bondsman, was working part-time at A.L. Williams, but really got hooked back when my mom was in Tupperware. I really loved sales. I loved this whole thing. Back then I used manipulation over inspiration. I had no clue the difference, but I knew that I loved serving people and helping people, and that to me is what sales is. So as I got started, as I started to build, I got excited. Over the last 30 years in this, it's been some ups and downs. Anybody that, that, I mean, I won't blow smoke. I mean, we've been bankrupt twice we've we've had great success but there were some hard times in the beginning and there were some some rough times in mismanagement so it isn't that it's all been peaches and cream and i rose to the top but i have seen everything there is to see about it the good the bad the ugly understanding the methodology behind network marketing understanding the personality types that get involved so i I got all of it And it's taken a long time to get there. 
But something that, that, that I've learned, something that Ken writes about, is that the reality today is that most people are carrying a boatload of debt. They show that they're, they're bringing home less tax dollars than they were just three decades ago. With the after-tax dollars being lower and governments continuing to raise the taxes, people join network marketing as prospects for financial freedom, for time freedom, for health freedom. Sum it up in one word or two words, hope and opportunity. They're looking for something that can get the monkey off their back. The reality is the vast majority of people who are taking on network marketing as a profession are doing so just because they're sick and tired of being sick and tired. We've seen an onslaught of Ponzi schemes and purported Ponzi schemes and alleged Ponzi schemes because people will will try anything to get out from underneath the, the burden. But have you ever wondered what's a good prospect? How do you know you're even in the right market? You can have the greatest product, the greatest comp plan, the greatest culture, and not make any money. Why? Wrong prospect pool. Good prospect is someone in their 20s to to 60, maybe 65. I'm seeing that that millennial still come on strong. you got to understand that probably 60% or more, according to the DSA, 78.8% of your prospects are going to be females. They're what's going to build your business. Some of them are going to be married. Some of them are going to be single. Some of them will be single moms or single dads. They're going to have one or more kids. They're going to be employed in a variety of different facets, probably earning somewhere between 30000 and more. And every one of them are probably paycheck to paycheck. That's going to be the rough part. they got very few savings. Dave Ramsey talks about this. You've got to be able to convert them from prospect to business building partners. Prospects all want to make more money, want more free time, and want better lives for their family. There's a bunch of other reasons too, but those are going to be their main whys. We've got to figure this out. Second is the apprentice. Again, Webster's Dictionary. One bound by indenture to serve another for a prescribed period with a view to learn an art or a trade. One who has learned by practical experience under skilled worker, a trade or an art or a calling. An inexperienced person or novice. See, when the prospect joins us in network marketing, they become your apprentice if you're, if you're, if you're a leader of any kind. They're your constituent. They're there because they want to to do something, and if they've joined you, it's because they like you. I think apprentice describes perfectly. Well, let me. Here's how Ken writes it. He says, "I love the term apprentice because it describes perfectly the mental state of the person who joined the business, and it sets the mindset for the sponsor. You're to be that mentor, that journeyman, that master craftsman, if you will." You have to do this right. You have to treat them right. Ken writes, this is pretty good. He says, think about the first couple of months as an apprentice. The apprentice is monitored closely, given enough room to work to move forward, but under the watchful eye of the journeyman who has clocked 10,000 hours 
been around the block, got the T-shirt, so to speak. They're keeping an eye on them. The biggest mistake someone can make is when the apprentice joins and thinks because of some unrelated success in life or simply arrogance that they can figure it out on their own. Matter of fact, I hate salespeople. Trying to go out and sponsor a professional salesman is is just doomsday. Because they already going to tell you they know it. They know how to manipulate people into buying a product like you wouldn't believe. I'm the most back-asswards person that you can get into. Because I don't believe manipulative sales tactics actually work long-term. And the statistics in network marketing prove that. Those organizations that have grown to become giant is because they attract like-minded people and they teach them how to grow personally. And in growing personally, they attract other people and they start to grow monetarily. See, as an apprentice, you need to be able to reach out into your team and find a mentor. Obviously, in a perfect world, it's going to be your sponsor, but sometimes it'll be above that. You've got to do that. Ken writes something here that's very good. He says, the big difference between an apprentice and network marketing and any other scenario is that our profession, in our profession, you don't have to wait to graduate or get a certificate. As soon as possible, graduate yourself. The sooner you become independent, the better. You need to lead your own team. I keep having people say, Troy, now that you're in Ocean Avenue, when are you going to launch your team? It's like, my team's already launched. Well, we don't see your name out there in lights with everybody else. That's true. First of all, I'm not making money like everybody else. I don't have some giant team I brought in. I'm building from scratch. But my goal is to raise up my leaders, not myself. I believe that's the key. I believe that's how you do it. See, my goal is to raise those leaders up, get them out of being an apprentice as fast as I can, get them to be journeymen, get them to be building their own team. Next is the mentor, Webster's Dictionary again. A friend of Odysseus entrusted with the education of Odysseus's son, I can't pronounce these names, basically a trusted counselor or guide, a tutor, a coach. That's what a mentor is. See, as you make money and you realize that leadership is determined by the actions you take when no one is looking, then you're going to start to become that mentor. You'll start walking your walk. There's this old this old myth that those that can do and those that can't teach, and I don't know where that came from because it's about as dumb as a box of rocks. And I know there's some that just teach theory in schools. But I don't know a coach or a trainer that hasn't been out there in the field and done it. Most of your general, your, your, your big-time coaches in the NFL played a specific spot, a specific role, but they oversee the whole complete team. Now, they hire great coaches. i got a friend of mine, Kevin Green, that coaches for one of the teams. That's, that's pretty typical. That happens. But see, what you want to be able to do is you want to go from apprentice to mentor. You want to be in the field and do this. And then you want to really focus in on helping others become the studs and the studettes. Ken writes, as a leader, it is crucial that you get your personal, personally sponsored people started properly. It is the only way to create duplication in your group. As a child, we learn that you should do unto others as you would have to do unto you. Actually, we learn that we better learn as adults too. 
In network marketing, you learn that you need to do unto others as you would have them do unto others. I was on the phone last night with some prospects, and they said, Troy, when when you came into Ocean Avenue, what did you do? And I said, I came in at the Pearl Pack, bought $1,400 worth of products. We're going to be using it and giving it out. we got a big family. Should I do that? And I said, I don't know. You tell me. See, it isn't what I did. Now, I set the pace. Don't get me wrong here. But it's not what I did. It's what, what are you going to do? My dream level, my objectives are bigger than somebody else's. As the mentor, I'm going to set the example by showing what I did. I want to create the dream that they can go for. My Facebook says, future crown ambassador of Ocean Avenue. And this goes right in line with what Ken writes here. He says, it is the leaders who make the full-time income in our profession. But leadership is not the words you say, it's the actions you take. By the time you're making full-time income in the business, you will be mentoring several people personally, coaching dozens more loosely, and touching and affecting tens of thousands internationally with your speeches, lessons, and trainings. We do that right now with the radio show. You start at the bottom, you work your way to the top. You can do it very methodically. You can do it fast or slow. The way you do it is you mentor the leaders who come to you. Don't worry, you don't have to go out and try to find the right people. They will come. I've got lots of people on my team, only a couple that are reaching out to me and we're working with. Part of the strategy will be learn to be will be to learn how to create the right environment where everyone in the community has equal chance to develop. And we do that. Our team site will be up this week. We've got a lot of training, we've got the radio shows. We're going to provide every piece of the puzzle for people. But at the end of the day, it's up to them. They're going to be the ones. They're going to have to make this work. They're the ones that are going to have to dig deep. It's the only way to truly make this happen the way it's supposed to happen. See, too many times we just don't do that. We pussyfoot around. We talk about it. But we don't make it happen. And I think part of the reason, and and, and I'm going to go outside the book for a minute, but I think part of the reason that we do this is because we overhype when we're talking to our prospects. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some great leaders out there. I've got a good friend of mine, Travis Flaherty. Travis has, has built, he's like the top income earner, I think, right now at Ocean Avenue. Kicked butt, took names, went out there and brought in a bunch of leaders. And they're running their own teams. I'm not talking about folks like that. I'm talking about those guys that are starting at the bottom. And they're out there building something. And it's a slow process. It's a methodical process. Maybe you've been in network marketing three or four times. My friend Harry Wilkes is like this. He's been around the block, started with with Amway years ago, and has had better success than most, not as good as he'd like. But he goes out and he methodically builds his team. I was talking to Ed Perry, one of his leaders, the other day. And and they're using BMI and they're doing some other stuff as they build their, their organizations. Then I was talking to a friend of mine who's in a whole different company. that They don't even call themselves MLM. They do call themselves Network Marketing. It's Malaluka. 
And he builds his organization completely different. He's on the phone like Todd Falcone, always talking, always doing this thing. Then I look at my friends, Richard Brooke, over at OxyFresh, and I see what he's done to build 2110. His new book, it's a four-year plan, made total sense. We did a radio show on it. Everybody has a different methodology, but here's what happens. If you overhype it, if you start talking about, hey, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this, and they don't, you lose them. See, what I have learned in network marketing is it doesn't matter what I tell them they need to do. It doesn't matter the system that I put in place. If that prospect has its own, his own or her own limiting beliefs, then as soon as they join and they start to become an apprentice, they disappear. Because all I've done is hype the thing. Hey, you're going to make this money. You're going to make this money. You're going to make this money. I'm going to put you in the downline. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I never got to know who they were or what they needed. On our team, one of the things we do is we tell everybody, you need to get into Tom Hopp's book, Winning Strategies for a Better Game of Life Timeout. Because it starts to help them get through their own process. We have them go through Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. See, apprentices don't start out as craftsmen. Sometimes they just start out sweeping the room. What we want to start them out is is teaching people a simple system. Hey, try our products, get on it, just like all network marketing companies do. But we put them through something I learned from Warren Woodward, and that's a personal development course. And we get them involved fast. And we get them working very quickly to start understanding where they're at and what they're doing or what they're not doing. Because that's what I believe you need to do. And when I look at successful leaders, Ken Dunn, Orrin Woodward, Donna Johnson, you know, I look at I look at guys like Richard Brooke and BK Brieco that are CEOs that were in the field at one time. They surround their organizations with the greatest trainers they can find in their teams. And they're constantly holding big events and small events and conference calls and praising their people and letting them know they're more than just a code number, more than just something that's in the back office. They teach at their level and they expect them to rise to the mentor's level. I want to say that again. You teach at the apprentice level and you expect them to rise to your level. And you do that by walking your walk when nobody's looking. Doing what you're supposed to do the way you're supposed to do it is the key. That's what you've got to do. Today's show's a little short. Matter of fact, all of them may be a little short because this is a little different type of show that we're doing. But I'm loving it because we have some great stuff that we're going to be covering. See, when you look at things the way they need to be looked at, when you dig deep enough to understand that if you're going to succeed in network marketing, then there's going to be that one most important moment. And when you get that, the sky's the limit. Tomorrow we'll be in Chapter 2. I think it's going to be an excellent chapter. I purposely didn't read it yet. What do, why do prospects join? I think we'll find something interesting there. Live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And if you're in network marketing, act like it. You've been listening to the Beachside CEO heard around the world on the Home Business Radio Network. Bye till tomorrow.